Welcome to PNC Speak, the language of executives. I'm John Bernstein, Regional President of PNC Bank in New England, alongside my co-host, Carolyn Jones, Market President and Publisher of the Boston Business Journal. Thanks, John. It's great to be with you on PNC Speak. Each podcast features local executives talking about relevant and timely business topics. This knowledge sharing platform showcases leaders with forward-thinking approaches that disrupt the status quo and cause us to think differently. Our guest today is Jim Sullivan, President and CEO of NWN Carousel. Jim, welcome and thanks for joining us today. It is great to be here. To give us context in our conversation, can you share a bit about NWN Carousel and the work that you and your team do? Sure. NWN Carousel is a national organization focused on cloud communications and enabling people for hybrid work. So cloud communications like systems like we're on today, communication systems of how called contact center of how people are interfacing with their customers. We do security for those systems. We build the networks. We're a telecommunications company as well. And we also knew, you know, kind of thing we've been doing the last few years is rebuilding conference rooms. So when employees are coming back or in a hybrid work situation, you know, they have the right space just as if they were at home. And then we deploy all those solutions. We manage those solutions for customers, and we do this for predominantly enterprise customers and also state and local organizations and higher ed organizations as well. Yeah, thank you, Jim. And you know, you mentioned uh, your deep experience, you know, in the enterprise technology space and your industry experience overall. And you've really had such great success, as we mentioned earlier, in leading both emerging and established companies as they've had rapid growth. So I wonder if you could share some stories of that success and what were some of the key factors in making those kinds of experiences happen and be successful? My background's been in all technology and you know really started it with EMC, you know, a, a you know, Boston, Massachusetts company in the late 80s. And I think really learned a lot there early on, which is, you know, customers have particular challenges in technology you're developing a a differentiated solution. And then you're surrounding that with just great people to kind of go help clients and bring solutions to the market. So I think a lot of it, you know, kind of was the basis there and all the companies that I've done over the years. And then especially with NWN Carousel, you know, we really focus on big markets, understanding customers' challenges, trying to build solutions that really solve it different than everybody else. And then we build it around just incredible people. NWN has been recognized as a fast 50 growth company, as well as the best places to work. Neither is easy to achieve, let alone at the same time. Could you share your secret sauce for producing that combination? Uh, Sure. I think, you know, one, NWN Carousel is very mission driven, right? So we have these core offerings. You know, it's a really big market in, in North America. We're a nationwide company based out of here, but you know, we're all over the country. And so people sort of buy into the mission. We're very focused on the offerings we have, the challenges customers have. The company's very organized with what we do. We've had incredible people and we continue to attract great people. And I think people rally around the mission that the company's really organized, people get the right resources to be successful. They're working with people or working for people that are, you know, very focused on the same like-mindedness and kind of cultural characteristics. It's like, hey, we want to win for clients. 
We want to do the right thing. We want to keep being innovative and kind of driving. So I think you kind of put those two together and that's how you end up where you, they should go hand in hand. You can be really successful and then people love working there and want to stay there and also want to continue to attract, you know, other great people and clients or customers are a big part of our organization in terms of solutions for them and partnering and relationships that we've built over many years. So Jim, I wonder if I can sort of tack on to what you were just talking about and maybe share with us how you approach some of the biggest challenges that everyone talks about is talent recruitment and retention. Is that a challenge for you finding people and keeping them? And what are some of the things that you do to be successful there? I think we've been really successful attracting great people, retaining great people, you know, even going through an integration and going through a lot of kind of the changes over the last three years in the marketplaces with everything we've been going through. And I think it's very important that you, A, you know, have a great mission of what you're trying to accomplish. It's very clear cut and organized with roles and responsibilities. I learned this early in my career, you know, people have to have a great person, you know, in addition to the kind of mission driven company, but really work for a great person is really, really important. And then also having the right, you know, competitive comp and benefits and and the, all the things that go with that, that it kind of brings everything together. But I think my experience is like who people are working for and what's the mission of the company has been the top things that attract people and make it so people want to be here. We have incredible people and an unbelievable time of how long people have worked here. It's really amazing. Jim, you became CEO of NWN Carousel just before the pandemic, and you've been able to be a fast 50 company of best places to work with a tremendous talent retention. Please, can you share a bit about how you accomplished all that in such a short time? Right. So I started with NWN in May of 2019. And so we did a, a tremendous amount of work to work the employees, really get us very organized, put all this sort of focus and offerings in there. And at the time we had a couple thousand customers and we're managing these people, you know, folks' contact centers, their communication systems, their phone systems, all of their devices. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, you know, March 14th and customers were calling us up of like, we need to send everybody home and we need all the solutions. And so we were just going, you know, right away. And so I think, I think it's a, um, in hindsight, I think it was pretty amazing of what the team did really. And I think one, we were very much had to help customers and we personally had to keep our employees, you know, safe as well, right? So it was like a balancing act. And I think everyone really rallied and stepped up and then drove it and it went really well. And, and obviously, you know, we didn't cut quality this at the time, but we're like the hybrid work solution company, right? <laughs> so we we backed into a, an amazing, you know, sort of business opportunity as we're coming out of that and these solutions. And then we um, we had a, a really nice opportunity to acquire Carousel, which became really an acquisition that was company similar to us, like-minded. They want to do the transformations that we did. The employees were incredible. And so it was more like a real collaboration is bringing the two companies together. And we wrapped that up May of 2021, right? And so they did the same transformation. And so 
part of it is big markets, great solutions for customers, and then really, really good employees that rallied around the mission. And I think collectively as a team, we did a nice job to get things very organized with what we did and how we did it. So attributes around that is like being mission-driven. We communicate and over-communicate a lot, listen a lot to you know folks and the feedback. And that's sort of my experience has been you know, the truth sort of resides in the organization, like with customers or with employees and with partners. And so you listen a lot and the trends tend to really jump out at themselves, you know, to sort of like what you got to do and what you got to fix and and how you drive it. We never really change course, but you keep iterating of what's working, accelerate that, what's not working, decelerate that, and then kind of drive it. So very fortunate experience. I would attribute it to, you know, the management team and our employees, right? And customers that were long-term partnerships. And those are all incredible components of success, Jim. Thanks for sharing that. I also wonder for you personally, what were some of the career pivotal moments that helped to shape your leadership style and influenced your success? You know, I was in an organization, YPO, Young President's Organization, since I was about 31 or so. And I had a lot of good takeaways. And there were probably two things I went to a session one time and I'd done a whole bunch of different schooling stuff, but this was sort of a different one. And it was about servant leadership, right? And so once you really get organized and here's the mission and what you're doing, you're ultimately trying to help, you know, people be successful, right? And how you enable them to be successful. And then I read a a book, I read a lot of books, but read one book in particular by Jim Collins called Good to Great. And um, it was a kind of a spot on, pretty simple book, but there was a lot of substance to that. And I think a lot of what we've built over the years in companies has been around those philosophies, you know, kind of some best practices. And I think generally, I mean, I was at EMC when it was maybe a hundred million in sales and I left when it was 13 billion, really fortunate experience around a lot of incredible people that I've worked with, you know, up until this day and in different practices, but also with, with NWN Carousel, there's lots of people there that I've worked with over the years at different companies and kind of different experiences. And so part of it is um, a lot of experience around a lot of really great people and mentors over, you know, whatever, 34 years. Yeah, the people, the mentors, that really makes a difference. Uh, Good to Great is one of my favorite books of all time. It never, never ceases to be, uh, to give great advice. So Jim, you know, you've had, um, we've just talked so much about the different aspects of your career, but when you look at things in general, whether it's your business, the economy, what are you optimistic about and what worries you? The business opportunity for us, I'm always optimistic that we can continue to build just a great pillar company for the United States and for Massachusetts and New England with NWN Carousel. I think, you know, we're in this huge market We've got these great solutions and you would like to see, you know, more great large pillar companies out of New England, out of Boston, out of Massachusetts, right? And so I'm very optimistic that having been part of one really early and having done several startups that had fantastic exits with great investors and great people, now we're on one that's approaching a billion dollars. It's really working. We got great people. It's a national company. And so I'm really optimistic on our ability to kind of keep this rolling and moving. To be candid, I don't really worry about a lot. I'm pretty focused on like, (laughs) what do we have to, 
do and, you know, and, and kind of what are the challenges and really sort of rallying around getting that built and getting fixed and kind of going on it. But it's like, we have a really good team and really, so it's not like rose colored glasses or not, but it's really have issues, solve issues, you know, have experience over time that these things work out if you're working hard and you've, you're doing the right things the right way and you'll have challenges for sure, right? I mean, the pandemic was a real challenge. We also was supply chain and inflation and and the general kind of labor markets. But, you know, you're, you're just sort of have these issues and you engage the right team, the right people, the right partners, and you build big relationships and networks over time you know, you worry less. And I think one takeaway is like, you know, the, the cliche of like the harder you work, the luckier you get. It's sort of like it keeps staying engaged and then worry is not part of the equation. What is some of the best advice that you've been given? And also, what is your best advice looking ahead to the next generation of executives? The best advice is sort of, I'd say kind of, is probably paraphrasing from a few people or paraphrasing from a bunch of different experience, right? If for business, be in large markets with differentiated offerings with great people and help them be successful. And that's like a real great summary on any different size and level of business, right? And there's plenty of details as you kind of go around that. I think the general advice I would give to kind of people that, that might be a little bit new or different would be in the hybrid work world, relationships still matter a lot. And so I think particularly for younger folks, it's a little bit different that we all had to take control of our careers. But if I showed up at an office, you know, back in the day, you're around a bunch of people, right? So here, someone might be remote and they're coming out of college or there might be hybrid, you know, and I've got a couple of kids that are doing really well in the work world and they're in technology, but they're just out of college, right? And so you have to really take a bit more entrepreneurial ownership of building your network, of getting your mentoring, you know, of being really engaged. And so I think there's a lot of kind of great, you know, advice out there. I think that's the one that's pretty prevalent right now for everybody. And I'm pushing our teams to be like, we were, when COVID was sort of ending, we were out with customers really pretty quickly outside safe environments, but doing different types of things and, and constantly coming up with creative innovative ways to be in front of customers, with partners, with employees, ways to kind of keep building your career, learning your career, building the network. But some of that has to be a little bit more entrepreneurial self-starter than you're showing up the office five days a week. A lot of good advice there for especially those uh, young folks coming up. So Jim, you know, you're a leader in the Boston business community. And what do you see as some of the key issues that are critical to our future uh, here in Boston and beyond? And how do they shape, if at all, how you lead? Yeah, I think the second one first. We really focus on our customers, our employees, and, and kind of everything I was mentioning before, like what are their issues and challenges and staying really close to them and then building the right organization so people want to be here. I think for Boston, Massachusetts in general, like the more we can be supportive of building businesses, businesses can be such a really thriving part of the overall community and continue to have the right environment that companies can be here and build the companies and have the right, you know, kind of sustaining ecosystem. 
that you can just build great companies and then not all companies need to become huge companies. You can just have a great entrepreneurial spirit and a lot of great small companies and some continue to grow up to be mid-sized companies. And then you get, you get fortunate with um, a bunch that get big and they provide a lot for the community and they provide a lot of jobs and a lot of really goodwill and they can be successful. And um, just having the right support and ecosystem around having that environment. I think Massachusetts and Boston's done a good job with that. Yeah, agree. Jim, we like to close with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right. <laughs> it's the fun I'm part. Idea. I'll go as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> what are you currently reading or watching? So I'll give you two. I just finished a book called Genius of Place, which is by a writer named Justin Martin. And it's the story of Frederick Law Olmsted and reads like fiction. And he was, if you don't know who he is, he's like, you know, you kind of the kind of created landscape architecture, built um, Central Park, has the most amazing career, then also built, I think that's, I don't know if that's Back Bay behind you, but, you know, kind of the Back Bay and the Emerald Necklace of Boston. And it's just an amazing story. And then watching is, um, I just, we watched you know, a bunch of different types of shows, but watched one that might be off the beaten path was a great show called Rogue Heroes. And Rogue Heroes is a true story of the founding of the British SAS. Uh -huh. And it's written by the guys who wrote Peaky Blinders, if you uh, kind of like that kind of show, but the writing's really good and the British acting's like pretty amazing. Who's a Boston leader or an organization to watch? So I think one, maybe to watch and maybe just to give a plug for is, is we partner with Europe. You know, and if you're not familiar with Europe, you know, Europe is providing some essential training for young people that are looking for an opportunity to kind of bridge the gap, maybe from high school and maybe not attending college or maybe want to attend college at some point. And so organizations partner with Europe to bring in some of these kids to the organization. Europe provides a bunch of essential training on technical skills and some also soft skills. And then organizations like us, you know, really will bring those folks into different types of jobs to give them jobs. And so Europe's done a great job. We've been doing it for a few years. You know, we want to do more. And um, I think that's an organization to be a great plug that more people should be engaged with those guys. And we clearly want to continue to focus on how we do more. Great partner. What's a favorite spot you have in the city? Mine would be Fenway Park. And what makes you laugh? Um, well, I think great comedy makes me laugh. Like this summer, my wife and I went to Bill Burr at Fenway. So it, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs and, and, uh, and a great Boston flavor to it. And finally, what's a wish you have for Boston? Hey, I think Boston is the best city in the world. Raised our kids here. I think Boston is the best city in North America. I mean, you hear people say it all the time in a bunch of different places. You know, we have everything. We have a great city, vibrant community. We've got the ocean. We've got the mountains not too far away, you know, and, and the accessibility on the East Coast. And so I just hope, um, a very optimistic guy, that Boston continues on that role and being the best city in the U.S. Love it. Absolutely. And that wraps up our time together. Thank you so much for joining us, Jim, and for sharing your insights. Thank you. Great to be here. I'm John Bernstein. 
I'm Carolyn Jones, and this is PNC C-Speak, the language of executives. Our guest today was Jim Sullivan, president and CEO of NWN Carousel. You can find PNC C-Speak at bizjournals.com backslash Boston or on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Until next time.